0: stopped. There was suddenly nothing. The impact sent him reeling back three feet to collide with a young girl in a yellow cotton frock. He fell backward as the girl reflexively sidestepped. His body seemed to fold in on itself like a battered accordion. The tennis muscles relaxed. He was dead even before he hit the pavement. The large hole below his forehead leaked a tiny trickle of blood while the enormous exit hole at the base of his skull poured blood onto the sidewalk steadily, wetly, redly, a blinding, screaming red, still hot with life, flowing swiftly to where the girl stood in shocked and dumb horror, watching the stream of blood as it rushed across the sidewalk. She pulled back her foot just in time. In another moment, the blood would have touched the toe of her high-heeled pump. Detective Steve Carella looked down at the body on the sidewalk and wondered how it could be that ten minutes ago, when he left the precinct, there were no flies. It was too early in the season for flies, and that now, as he looked down at the dead man whose blood had stopped flowing, the pavement was covered with flies. There was a swarm of flies in the air, and another half-dozen flies were feeding at the open hole between the man's eyes. "'Can't you cover him up?' he snapped at one of the interns, and the intern shrugged and gestured innocently toward the police photographer, who was putting another roll of film into his camera in the shade of the ambulance parked at the curb. Without looking up, the photographer said, "'Gotta take his picture.' Carilla turned away from the body. He was a tall man with a fine-honed muscular appearance, high cheekbones, his brown hair cut sparingly, his brown eyes slanting peculiarly downward, to give his face a pained and suffering oriental look as he turned into the sun, squinting, and walked to where the girl in the yellow frock was talking to several newspaper reporters. "'Later, boys,' he said, and the newspaper men oddly quiescent in the presence of death, faded back into the circle of bystanders beyond the fringe of patrolmen. "'How do you feel?'
1: Carella asked. "'All right. "'Gee,' she said. "'Gee.' "'Do you feel like answering
0: a few questions?'
1: "'Sure. "'Gee, I never saw anything like this in my life before. "'Wait till I tell my husband.' What's your name, ma'am? Mrs. Irving Grant. Your first name? Lizanne, with a Z. And your address, Mrs. Grant? 1142 Grover. She paused. That's below first. Hmm, Carella said, jotting the address into his book. I mean, in case you thought I lived in a Puerto Rican neighborhood.
0: No, I didn't think that, Carella said. He was suddenly very tired. There was a dead man covered with flies on the pavement, and a possible witness to the shooting was worried about whether or not he would think she lived in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. He wanted to explain that he didn't give a damn whether she lived in a Puerto Rican neighborhood or a Czechoslovakian neighborhood, so long as she could tell him, with minimal emotion and maximal accuracy, what she had seen happen to the dead man who no longer had a nationality. He gave her an over-the-pencil glance that he hoped was withering enough, and then he said, Can you tell me what happened? Who is he? Mrs. Grant asked. We don't know yet. We haven't looked him over for identification. I'm waiting until the photographer
1: is finished. Can you tell me what happened? I was just walking along when he bumped into me she shrugged. Then he fell down, and I looked at him, and he was bleeding. Gee, I'm telling you, I never—what do you mean he bumped into you? Well, he backed into me,
0: really. He'd been shot already, is that it? And he fell backward against you?
1: I don't know if he'd been shot. I guess he had. Well, did he stumble backward or fall or what? I don't know. I wasn't paying any attention. I was walking along, that's all, when he bumped into me.
0: All right, Mrs. Grant. What happened then?
1: Then he just fell